Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This episode of the Absolute Sports Betting Degeneracy Podcast is brought to you by MyBookie.ag. Don't know about MyBookie? They are redefining the gaming scene for both sports betting and online casino games. Sign up at MyBookie.ag using the promo code absolute degen to claim a deposit match up to one thousand dollars that is right one thousand dollars absolute sports betting degeneracy hey everybody arch here and it's thursday after the early show so we must be talking ufc with james and mason mr evans what's going on i'm going very well thank you and as you correctly pointed out well in the twitter group chat anyway this is the main show of the day and i'm sure this is your this is your favorite show all in all with the absolute sport and degeneracy uh, podcast with no sort of disrespect to the other blokes i'm a i'm a big fan of um my max and uh, sex panther but come on all in all it's got to be the main show am i right but yeah i'm doing well thank you how about yourself mate oh not too bad not too bad mason now that you're here um, this is my favorite show in in oh, the <laughs> good stuff how's it going dude yeah, I'm I'm doing well, Arch. How about yourself, mate? I can't complain. I cannot complain. So it was last week, Mason. It it, it was not exactly an ideal uh, outcome for us. I shall admit defeat on this occasion to James. Yep. We've also uncovered that there might be a judge out there that hates Mason specifically. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, you very correctly pointed out that that was the judge from the silver fight on um, this weekend's card. I mean, I, I didn't know that, notice that at all, to be fair. You very correctly pointed that out very early on. <laughs> just, just to catch you up at home, Ben Cartlidge is a judge uh, you know, for UFC. He's the one that screwed uh, Mason over with the, um, the silver fight. Allegedly screwed him over with the silver fight. And he was the judge that pushed, it to a, uh, pushed the uh, Alvi fight to a draw. Same guy. Uh, even though I had Young in the first round, I mean, to be, uh, I, I genuinely don't get what goes through, um, especially what Ben Ben's um, what's his last name Ben Cartledge. Yeah, yeah, I don't know what goes through his head half the time, but um, you know, if you're out there, keep up those delusional decisions because <laughs> you know we've got to have Mason constantly crying every weekend. <laughs> so Mason, oh. there's a name to your pain. It's Ben Cartledge. <laughs> Yeah, Ben's cartilage is on his hit list now. <laughs> I'm second. Yeah, well, you're top of my list too, James. So, oh damn it! Well, at least you don't know where I live. I've yeah. got all sorts of uh, locations. True, that is true. All right, fellas. <laughs> James, you had a good weekend. Mason, not so much. But Mason, you're going to get it back this weekend. Indeed. Let's do it. We've got Anderson Silva versus Uriah Hall, James. Uh, to be honest, I, I, I'm not overly, <clears throat> I'm not overly fond of this fight. I mean. With Anderson Silva, it's no secret that he came out during fight week saying that this will be his last fight in the UFC. But he did say that this will be his last fight in the UFC and not in MMA in total. So, you know, he could be going back home and competing in these, like, cross promotions in Brazil. I mean, you never know. But um, it's fair to say that Anderson Silva is on on an abysmal run right now. And every time he seems to step in the octagon, 
just tarnishes that legacy bit by bit as he loses because I think he's lost six of his last eight fights and it's ridiculous. He's coming off of a, well, his last win came in 2017 against Brunson. His last fight was in May 2019 to Cannoneer. And again, it's a bit of a, when it comes to looking at it on bit by bit, step by step, you just know what to expect from both of them. I think with Hall, he's, he hasn't got the best of records to say the least, but he's on a, a decent, okay run right now. He's predominantly a striker at heart. Like I said, there's no secrets with Hall. Pure striker who has heavy hands. He's got that one punch knockout potential. Uh, he uses his knees and legs well, and he's very imp- he's an impressive athlete. But and he can be very unpredictable on the feet as well. You know, just with those sheer accuracy in his shots. And he's just, I think, a win against Anderson Silva will certainly do his confidence some good out there because Uriah has been a very unlucky as a late. He had a couple of cancellations against. Um, Jacare Souza and I think in August he's supposed to fight Yoel Romero and that was cancelled so he's been a bit unlucky recently whereas Anson Silva on the other hand again like I said you just know what to expect from him he's one of the I think uh, overall you look at his legacy he's probably one of the most accomplished fighters in the history of the sport has such an incredible fight IQ but it's just he just seems to, and it's probably come with age because he's 45, 46 now, and he just seems to have lost that sheer striking ability and that defence on when he's under pressure. And, you know, he can he seems to be taking a lot of damage recently. And, you know, when you're fighting a guy like Uri Hall, that is a bit, that doesn't bode well for the fans. And even though, you know, Silva at 45, he's still a bit crafty on the feet, mixes in the legs well, and still, how, he's, you know, he's still got above average striking defence although it's just obviously still not to scratch I don't know you'd have to be a lunatic to go for um, Anton Silva on this one because like I said every time he steps inside the octagon I just I don't know he just tarnishes his legacy but I've been torn with my prediction I don't know whether Uri Hall will get the comfortable decision or he'll get uh, a finish you know and, I, and it might not go past the third round so like I said Uriah Hall is a bit of a finisher he's got loads of uh, first round second round finishes under his belt but because this is a five round fight I'm probably going to go for a Uriah Hall via third round TKO on this third round okay what about you Mason um, well like James said at the beginning I'm not too fond on this fight because well as James said every time Anderson steps in to the octagon it kind of tarnishes his legacy and his last well his recent run of late the fights against Kanyeh and Adesanya obviously two great fighters which I wouldn't have gave him a chance in either but I don't think he should be fighting at all anymore I think he should have hung up the gloves a couple of years ago I'd love to go for a silver win just because it's his last fight but I'm gonna I'm I'm not gonna make any huge wild predictions today I'm gonna <laughs> I, 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 I'm going to put put it where it's more likely to happen. And I think because Uri Hall, at, well, obviously nowhere near prime Anderson Silva, but now he's a lot better on the feet than current Anderson Silva. I'm going to go for a Uri Hall via decision. You think it goes to full five? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I, I was looking at the numbers. And I, can't, I can't really see a scenario where Silva wins. So, I mean, as boring as it is, I got to follow you guys. And the good news is I can follow both of you guys uh, and still uh, make a profit. Uh, James, you're getting uh, plus uh, plus 150 mm-hmm. for the uh, early finish. And yeah. Mason, you're getting plus 187 for the decision. So you could bet both of those, no problem, and still turn a profit either way. Good stuff. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, as long as Silva doesn't win. <laughs> 
I'm just going to the first round knockout now. Yeah. Well, you know, the, the, when a fighter starts talking about retiring, and almost any athlete, when you start talking about retiring, you're retired. It's over. Yeah. 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 It takes so much to, to get up for a fight or for a game. And once, you're start, once your mind is thinking along those lines, it's over. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Unless your name is uh, Khabib. <laughs> yeah, for God's sake. <laughs> All right. Next up, James, what do you got showing? Uh, Andre Feely versus Bryce Mitchell. Okay. I believe that's the co-main event. Yeah. Um, I'm going into this fight. Oh, I'm so torn. I've got the prediction. I just don't know how it's going to be done with, you, you look at Andre Feely's coming off of a, a split decision victory over Charles Jordan before that he lost to Sadiq Youssef, who's, you know, again, there's no shame in losing to Sadiq Youssef because that guy's like a real prospect. Um, again, Andre Feely, he's been around the uh, MMA game for a while. He loves to, you know, he loves to mix up a bit in terms of his striking approach and in terms of his like grappling and wrestling approach. Um, you know, he's a wild athlete on the feet. He's got high work rate and he's, like I said, he's very comfortable on the feet. I think he's got a bit of a, a street fighting background. So that's probably why he's like comfortable when it comes to the striking exchanges. He's got legit knockout power. Uh, I think, and he's been very impressive in his striking approach. He's got very strong leg kicks. And again, he loves to mix it up in that striking approach. And he's got very impressive conditioning, you know, for a guy, you know, who fights the way he does. And he just sort of, he's he got a decent, impressive victories under his belt. But um, again, he's got a reasonably comfortable, solid, successful takedown ability but and a grappling ability. But... Uh, he's got a really good one thing that strikes me with um, Andre Philly is that his takedown defense is actually pretty sound. And for a guy like Bryce Mitchell, it's not going to be easy to immediately get the fight to the floor because, you know, like I said, Andre Philly can mix it up well, but with Bryce Mitchell, <laughs> you know what to expect. He is a submission artist. He's 13 and 0. One of the real bright prospects in the featherweight division, but I'm just torn as to, whether he gets the fight done early or whether he like lands a comfortable decision because, like I said, Mitchell's m- most known for his ground game and his finishing ability on the mat. He's got a black belt in Brazilian jiu-jitsu and he just takes the fight down to the floor for fun. He's got a strong wrestling background. That's where he began his MMA career in wrestling and it can't be overlooked, but it's... You look at Mitchell's statistics when the fight's uh, standing in terms of his significant strikes... They're not that impressive. Well, from a sort of casual sort of point of view, they're not that impressive, but he's got great footwork standing up and can certainly hold his own in the striking department if need be. But you don't want to be standing and trading with Andre Philly. And with this one, I, I don't know. I, like I said, I, I did say it would be tough to get Andre Philly down early on, but a guy like Bryce Mitchell she might be a bit optimistic of me, but I'm going to go for a first round submission on uh, Bryce Mitchell on this one. Mitchell gets the, fir- gets the first round submission on Philly? Okay, I think he sure. does. Okay, just making sure. All right, Mason. I'm 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 quite looking forward to this fight. As as James said, uh, Bryce Mitchell, BJJ Black Belt, and Andre Philly has the knockout power. So I believe either fighter has the ability to finish finish each other. But obviously, with Bryce Mitchell un, undefeated in MMA and the ground game of him is well, great. But I'm I'm gonna go for a Bryce second round submission just because I don't I don't see how Andre Philly is going to be able to stop any of the submissions 
So I'm going to go for Bryce second round submission. Mm. This one's wild because it opened up. Bryce was a pretty solid favorite, minus one sixty nine, and he's gotten twenty eight cents better, minus one forty one. So it looks like the money's probably touching feely just a little bit. Mm-hmm. The line, the way the line shift goes, it looked to me like Bryce Mitchell was the play, and I agree with you guys. But it does worry me that for some reason, you know, the money is seems to be backing feely a little bit. Um, but yeah, I, I still have Bryce Mitchell winning the fight too. I got to agree with you guys. So I'm going to follow you. If, um, Bryce Mitchell ends the fight early, it, we're getting, we're getting a plus 187 in the first plus 450 in the second plus 700. So man, pretty solid payday. If, if one of you's right, <laughs> if not both of you, all right, what do you got up next, James? Uh, Kevin Holland versus Charlie on and this is a bit of a, a last minute sort of deal that seems to have struck because originally it was supposed to be Murado fighting. It wasn't even um, Murado versus Holland. I think it was Murado versus um, Jocko uh, in the middleweight division. But I think Jocko pulled out and Kevin Holland's in. But then Murado pulled out and now it's on the awesome. <laughs> this is This is the fight that, well, is expected to take place this weekend. Hopefully there's no sort of last minute um, changes in the fights. Hopefully Kevin Holland doesn't test positive for Corona or Ontiveros and he pulls out due to an injury. But Ontiveros will be making his UFC debut. He's 11-6, and six, I believe, top of my head. He's fought in um, various promotions and he's even fought against Michael Venn and Page at Bellator and, you know, and ultimately he came up short in that fight. But Holland is on a hot streak right now. He's looking for his fourth win in 2020, I believe. And, uh, you know, he's been dubbed as this bit of a prospect and wherever the fight goes to be honest Kevin Holland can hold his own I think well excuse me in the striking department he's very capable and he's even got a nice um, couple of submission um, wins under his belt and again like I said he's very he's a very hot prospect in that division and I think you know where I stand on fighters stepping yes. in on short notice yes. when <laughs> you know where I stand with Don Tavares predominantly he's a middleweight because again, so it's going to be a tough one stepping up on short notice. It's got like Kevin Holland, who is very, very dangerous. He's got some serious legit power in his hands again, but can also fight on the floor if need be. Like I said, he's got a couple of submission wins under his belt. So it's going to be a very, very difficult night at the office for Interferos. But like I said, Holland's a very clinical striker, good well-round game. If he, the fight does go to the floor, he's capable of holding his own there on Interferos. So now he likes to sort of stand in trade with his opponents, got some nice offensive movements in his striking game. But as I said, his traditional weight class is 170. So how is he going to deal with, you know, gaining that extra 15 pounds and fighting a guy like Kevin Holland on short notice? I think it's going to be a tough night at the office for Antiveros. You know, making your debut against a guy like Holland is a bit, is a bit of a, a mismatch. So I'm going to go for Kevin Holland via first round TKO. All right. What about you, Mason? Um, I'm not too sure about this fight. I've, yeah. I think it, it's got the ability to go either way, but I think I've got a feeling on Tveros, it's his UFC debut. He's going to want to impress. So I don't think the weight's going to be too much of an issue. I don't think he'll be worrying about that at all. But as we, well, I was looking at on record. He's got multiple knockout wins and he's, he's got a really good stand up game. So for that reason, I'm going to go for a on second round TKO. Ontiveros second round TKO. Man, I don't. There's, <laughs> it's so hard. There's, I, I can't find much data on on this fight. So you I have would to wait until tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we have no line on this fight either. So I have no idea what you're getting paid. I have no idea what Las Vegas is offering. 
So we'll see. I, I, this might be the one where I just kind of sit out, <laughs> just not even touch this fight. Yeah, I, I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we'll see. All right, next up, what do you got? Uh, next up, I believe, is the fight between Rick Hardy and Morris Green. and okay. uh, Both men coming off of a win. Uh, Greg Hardy against Jorgen De Castro, two four nine, and Miles Green Junior Albini. I don't know. I mean, I'm, I'm, it's like one of them ones with Andre Philly. I'm torn in my prediction. I can with Greg Hardy. I mean, he does have that power. He's a bit of a he's a bit of a prospect. You know, he's very unlucky because. I think he fought Volkov last November or October, and that, to go from a bang average heavyweight to stepping in against a guy like on short notice against Volkov mm-hmm. in his own country is very tough. And ultimately, he did come up short. I think it was, I think it was by decision or maybe a late stoppage or something. But it was, you know, it's a bit of a tough one for Greg Hardy. So you can't really judge that because he's not there yet to sort of face the the top prospects in the heavyweight division. So if he can get a nice wind under his belt on this one, maybe that can sort of put him in the in the in the midst of like a rankings top fifteen opponent next, but with Greg Hardy, he can seemingly um, he can either hit really hard and knock you out early on, or he can maintain a reasonable output for three rounds and just mixing in you know those hard shots now and then, and eventually get the decision victory. And with Green, he's pretty much in the um, he's a bit of a in a similar position as to Greg Hardy. I don't think he likes to fight and be able to fight at the higher pace, but. Um, Surprisingly, he is also dangerous on the mat where he's finished. I think he's got five wins under his belt by submission or something like that. He likes to trade low kicks and jabs, mix in the offense and the occasional flurries at once, just sort of confuse your opponent. Whereas with Hardy, he just sort of st- tends to land those clean punches and doesn't really, he tends to not necessarily mix it up as well. But um, I, d- I don't know. I don't think Morris is going to take the fight to the floor at any given opportunity. I think both men are going to stand and as much as I want to lean towards Greg Hardy via finish, I just, just simply because of his sheer speed and, and, and impact in, in terms of the striking ability over Green, I just don't think he gets it done. I, I wanted to go for a Greg Hardy via second round or a first round knockout, but I just can't see it happening. So I'm going to go for a Greg Hardy by decision on this one. Nice. Mason? Well, as we've seen in some of Greg Hardy's fights, he's got a hell of a no- lot of luck knockout power inside of them hands but I've got a feeling this fight could be similar to his last time out against Jorgen De Castro I've got a feeling Maurice Green could gas out towards the second and third round and Greg Hardy would just take a, a bit of an advantage to that and pop his shots like carefully so for for the I think the first time today I'm gonna agree with James and go Greg Hardy decision all right Got that in. Greg Hardy's a massive favorite. He's minus 331 now. And he opened at minus 305. So it looks like everyone's jumping on him. Uh, Greg Hardy, by a decision, this is where we're going to get the money, is plus 300. That's not bad uh, by a decision. If he uh, in, in, ends the fight early, it's paying minus 138. So I like that. That's the best way to get paid is just, you know, hopefully Greg Hardy does go to the judges. And let's hope that Ben Cartledge is not one of the judges. Such <laughs> weird. I mean, he's he's gone from judging in Abu Dhabi, so it's a bit of a long flight for him. So hopefully the UFC decides to give him a week off this week. Right, right. So maybe it, whenever Mason makes a decision, you might want to wait right until the, the right before the start of the fight to hear the judges' names announced, <laughs> and then go from there. Yeah, go for the complete opposite. 
Yeah. Yeah. Ben's in there. You want to do what the opposite of what Mason has done. (laughs) Right. Yeah. I got to follow you guys. I don't, I don't envision a scenario where Murray screen wins this fight. It looks pretty one-sided. I got to follow you guys. Uh, the plus 300 decision. That's, uh, that's, that's the way to get paid. So let's do it. Indeed. All right. What's up next? Uh, Bobby Green versus Thiago Moises. I believe that's next in my book. Yes. Uh, is that what you got? Yeah. With Bobby Green, I don't know. We've just seen this like, sort of late reemergence of Bobby Green, but he's on a three-fight winning streak. He's beaten Clay Gida, Orlando Venata, and um, Alan Patrick in September, I believe. And it's his last fight. And he's on, like I said, an impressive streak right now. And what a, what a 2020 he's having because... In, before that, he was very inconsistent. You know, he took some a little bit of time off because he fought in 2018 against Jakar Close, lost for a decision, and then it took him another year before he saw him again inside the octagon against Francisco Trinaldo, where he lost for a decision. And again, he's picking up wins for fun now, albeit by a decision. But we've just sort of seen this reemergence of Bobby Green, and I think a lot of fans are liking it because, like I said, he's got that sheer experience and under his belt. Whereas with Thiago Moises, he's 25. Hasn't fought the elite level competition yet, although every time he does tend to fight the the good competition, he tends to fall up short. So if you're Bobby Green in this fight, you're probably looking towards experience in this one. I think Michael Johnson's um, uh, Tiago Moises' last win came against uh, his last fight against Michael Johnson. So although Michael Johnson, he's not as good as he was, and you know, you pick wins for fun against uh, Michael Johnson. He's not as good as he used to be, to say the least. <laughs> Record is abysmal, and like I said, Green is on an impressive, impressive run right now. It looks really, really good, and it's, it's you know, it's a, it's great to see because a lot of MMA fans are a huge, huge admirers of Bobby Green and Moises. Is talented. He's you know, there's potential there, but coming up against a guy like Bobby Green, he's just got that sheer advantage and that sheer experience wherever the fight goes it's probably going to play a big factor for him in this fight with Moises he's a former champion in other promotions and he's shown ability on the, on his feet as well but he's got a good uh, strong quality jiu-jitsu background as well whereas with Bobby Green he's a I think he's the best fighter all around he's got the sharper kickboxing historically and he's a bit of a difficult man to take down so I don't think Thiago Moises although he's got a lot of uh, some nice uh, submission wins under his belt it's going to be difficult to take God up Bobby Green down and keeping the fight to the floor if the fight does go there. And I don't know. I think this fight does go the full distance. And, you know, to win this fight, I think Moises has got to pull something off very extraordinary. Maybe, I don't know, potentially even getting like a, a quick submission victory. But wherever the fight goes, I think Bobby's capable of holding his own. And I see him getting his fourth win of 2020. And I'm going to go for Bobby Green by decision. Okay. What about you, Mason? This is your chance to do something crazy. <laughs> well, I was looking at both guys' record and obviously Bobby Green's back on the rise again with, I think, free fight winning streak, I think James said. And I'm a huge fan of Bobby Green, but I was also looking at Moise's record. Mul- multiple submissions, he can knock people out and he can't, can also submit them. So, I mean, good stand-up and really good ground game. I'm going for a Moise's third round submission. Wow, you did do it. <laughs> All right. Uh, Bobby Green opened up as a pretty healthy favorite, minus 267. He's minus 309 now. So whew, big, big favorite there. 42 cents uh, worse for him. So it looks like the money's probably back in Bobby Green. So there's no value in betting him to win the fight. Let's see what we got here. Bobby Green to win by decision, minus 138. 
So it, it's still a negative line, but it's not that bad. So you're you're okay, James. Uh, Moises <laughs> to win uh, submission, eight hundred uh, plus four hundred. Excuse me, plus four hundred. If he actually does this in the third, sit down. You're getting plus two thousand. Oh Jesus Christ! Oof. Any chance, James? Any chance, James, that Mason is uh is right? Oh, I mean, if you're an optimist and you just love to put your money where your mouth at, it's just go for it. But I mean, that's just crazy. That's ludicrous. If I were you, I'd probably lay off of this one. The, the fight entirely? I just, I would, yeah, I mean, I just wouldn't. I, just looking at those stats and that better nine for, what was it, minus 2,000. If he gets it in a third. Yeah, plus 2,000. So $100 gets you $2,000 back. No, I, I genuinely wouldn't take it. No, okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I know you're like a you're a very you're a hard gambling man, and but if you wanna if you wanna take that risk, take it. But I just wouldn't. wouldn't do I it. wouldn't. From my point of view, no, I wouldn't. Yeah, All I right. know it's crazy. All right, I, yeah, yeah, I've got. I, I mean, it looks like from the numbers, Bobby Green wins the fight. Just a matter of finding the value, and I think you're, James, you probably, yeah. you, I think you uncovered the the value here. Uh, so yeah, I mean, I'll follow you, and maybe I'll throw a, a tiny bit on Mason here. You know, <laughs> plus two thousand. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Whew. This is, I love it. I love it. Let's do it. Next up. Uh, I think this is the featured fight in the prelims between Alexander Hernandez and Chris uh, Gruz, yes, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, before the loss to Donald Cerrone, I think everyone was dubbing this. Oh, excuse me. Uh, <laughs> everyone was dubbing Alexander Hernandez as this, you know, this big prospect and huge people were sort of leaning towards Alexander Hernandez to sort of work his way up the rankings and potentially in the mix for these like top fights soon. And fortunately he fell up short against Cerrone, then defeated Trinaldo and, you know, got back on the winning streak. But in his last fight, a couple of months ago, he lost to Drew Dober. So he's pretty much in desperate need of a win here. And uh, I, I genuinely, I think, I, I, I do believe Alexander Hernandez gets this one done because it's pretty much do or die for him in this fight because if he loses this fight then where does that leave him you know in terms of the lightweight standings and going forward you know he loves to impose his his strength and his striking ability early on Alexander Hernandez and you know I, I kind of like that in a way with him and with um, his opponent Chris it's pretty much the same in a way I think he's a very he's a bit of a hard hit himself but he's also got Decent, uh, decent wrestling himself. He's just got a bit of that forward pressure. I think in terms of the striking part uh, department, I think I genuinely believe that Hernandez does have the ability in that wherever the fight goes standing, he's just got the more sufficient ability to overpower Chris, who, again, like I said, he's, you know, he offers a bit going forward and he's got a nice little decent wrestling background, but um, I don't know. I think with Hernandez, this is a must-must win for him in this one. And if he can sort of wherever the fight goes, really. I mean, he's got, you know, he's a hard puncher. He's got, oh, excuse me. Uh, I do not know what I'm drinking right are now. Are you eating again? Are you are you having breakfast no, during the show? No, no, I'm just like drinking. I'm constantly having to take a bl- uh, break to swallow in between. Oh, excuse me, I need to clear my throat. With Hernandez, he's, a, he's still a bit of a prospect. You know, wherever the fight goes, he's got the harder punches and the superior takedowns. I think this will be the ability, the, the night where he does get the win because, like I said, it's do or die for him. And for Hernandez, the prospects, the talent's still there. And wherever the fight goes, he's very... Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're 
once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, Anywhere, use the promo code DGENS to secure your limited time welcome bonus today. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Comfortable holding his own, where, like I said, with Chris, goes forward a bit, but he's got some nice, decent wrestling. But again, not enough to overcome a guy like uh, Alexander Hernandez, who's still got a talent there. I want to say he gets it done, gets it done by a finish, but uh, to be safe, I'm going to go for a Hernandez via decision. Decision. Okay. What about you, Mason? Well, I was I was looking at both guys' record, and I, obviously for Chris, it's been a very long layoff. He's been out of action since 2018, but. As we know, he can throw some good hands when he's there. But I, I've got a feeling he's he may have the edge over Hernandez on this fight. So I'm going for a Chris Vaya decision. Oh, wow. Look at that. You can't contain him, man. You can't contain Mason. He said he was going to... I just want to go eight. Like, what are you smoking? <laughs> All right. Honestly. Hernandez opened up minus 414. He's minus 415 now to win the fight. Um, uh, by decision, Hernandez is plus 110. So that, I mean, that's a little surprising. He's plus mm. 162 to end the fight early. You wouldn't be expecting, at least I wouldn't be expecting to catch a plus line on Hernandez when he's minus 400 plus. So th- that is interesting. I'm not sure what to make of that. Um, Mason, if uh, your man uh, Chris here gets the decision, you're getting plus 650. It's going to be a lot of money being earned come this weekend. Man, I mean, you're going to be plus 2,000 in the Moises, and you're going to be plus 650 here. You're going to be swimming at Scrooge McDuck level swimming in the money. Indeed. Oh, man. But, uh, yeah, it looks like, yeah, it looks like to me that Hernandez is the clear winner of this fight. I, I Plus 415 is just too much. It's too big of a pill to swallow. 
So I got to follow you, James, here and, you know, take the decision. Although you could, yeah, I mean, if you're that confident on a minus 400 fighter, no, if you're that... No, hmm? no, come on, you can't back him. No, 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 mm-hmm. I was going to say, if you're that confident oh, on Hernandez minus the 400, you can bet the uh, early finish and the decision on Hernandez and still turn a profit. Still good. Yeah. No, that's not super. You don't get that too often. It's very interesting. I thought uh, you were going to say something ludicrous then and sort of back Mason, and that's why I just immediately went in and went, no, because you can't bet this thing. You just can't. You're going to regret this come weekend, James. Oh, boy. <laughs> you can't, con- like I said, you can't contain Mason. He's just, he's, he's, just, he's too, he's too wild. He's too untamed. He's out there. I love the underdogs. I, I, yeah. And well, with good reason, the underdogs, you know, it's not always going to be a, an entire favorite card, but yeah, we'll see. That's a hell of an underdog. James, what's up next? Uh, Adrian Yanez versus Rodriguez. I believe that's what I've oh, got okay. there down go. I see it. I believe I think I'm mo- uh, both of them are making their debut. So um, with Yanez coming through by the Contender Series, and he's certainly impressed the masses a lot on this one. I think he was supposed to fight. Um, I think he was supposed to fight Aaron Phillips. I think uh, recently that got pulled off. I think Rodriguez is stepping in to fight Adrian Yanez. I could be wrong. Uh, but I think Phillips pulled out due to an injury. But you know, let's just say Victor Rodriguez is stepping in on short notice. And again, you know what you know what I think on people stepping in on short notice. And they're both similar in terms of their their ability and their their output and their game plan. They're very hard hitting strikers themselves. They love to you know go forward. And although Rodriguez is stepping in on less than two weeks' notice, I think that there is a punches chance for Victor in this one. But again, with Adrian Yanez, I think like so where the fight goes. He's comfortable and he, you know, he came through via the contender series. I think he beat Brady Huang via first round knockout and, you know, he was very keen to impress the contender series. I remember watching that little footage there of his fight with Brady. Very impressed with him. I think he's the better boxer and he has the ability to just simply demolish Victor in this one. And wherever the fight goes, I think he can mix in those elbows, those kicks. And he's a hard hitter himself. He loves to, I think with Rodriguez, he's very susceptible to that, like, overhand right and these and those haymakers thrown by his opponent and if he gets caught clean with them early on i can see yanis getting it done so i'm going to go for yanis uh, first round tko yanis first round tko got it what about you mason i've gone well i've gone the same for james i've gone yanis oh. first round tko and i think just because on the record mo- multiple tko wins so and he's got really good stand up and he can also do a bit on the ground so it it could be a case of ground and pound, or it could be a clean knockout on the feet. So either way, I'm going for a Yanis first round TKO. Man, Yanis is a massive favorite again. He opened minus 311, minus 399 now, maybe even up to minus 420, depending on your sports book. Ooh. Uh, so yeah, he's a clear favorite here. Uh, Yanis to win by KO, TKO submission, minus 163. That's more what you'd expect. You know, that's that's more in line with what you'd expect uh, compared to that Alexander Hernandez fight. Um, In the first, plus 130. There you go. There's the value there. The first round, first round finish. Um, Yeah. I don't know them enough to actually wager an educated opinion here. So I'm just going to have to follow you guys. Not enough data for me to say what's going to happen. So I'll just lean on you, fine chaps, (laughs) in this one. As, as the Brits say. I'm trying to pick up the lingo. Yeah. All right. Some good, some good jargon. Oh, there you go. There you go. You have to teach me some more. 
All right, what's up next? Uh, the next up, I believe, is Sean Strickland versus Jack Marshman. Do it. Uh, I don't know. I just I can't. With Jack Marshman, he's fighting out Wales. I just can't back the Welsh, I'm afraid. As a proud Englishman, you just cannot back the Welsh wherever they fight because there's a bit of rivalry between England and Wales, whether it be rugby, football, and even clearly in MMA. But uh, with Jack Marshman, I think he's coming off of a loss to uh, Edmund Shabazian, which was last year, whereas he got Strickland coming off the win of a win against Nordin Taleb. And that was, that was in 2018. He had a, a cancelled bout against... Wellington Terman, I think originally that was supposed to be on the same card as this, but I think Wellington Terman pulled out. And again, we've got another fighter and Jack Marshman stepping in. So can sort of, I think with Marshman's hope in this one is to certainly sort of mix the fight wherever the fight goes and to see if he can land those hard shots early on, but because he is nicknamed the hammer, if he can, sort of avoid the sort of wrestling and submission chops from Strickland, then maybe he can keep the fight standing and combine the shots well. Whereas with Strickland, like I said, he's got the, the wrestling and submission background. He can certainly pop in his hands and he's got the nice jab combinations and he's got, enjoys it. I think he's got a three inch reach advantage over uh, Marshman. So wherever the fight goes, I think Strickland should be comfortable. But uh, I think the path of victory for Marshman is to certainly outwork him and potentially even outpoint him in this one. But I don't know. I think with Marshman, I, I don't know. I think he he can be very hesitant at times to sort of let go. And with Strickland, uh, he, although he doesn't have that many submission wins under his belt, but he's got a fair few under his locker. And as soon as the fight does go to the floor, I think Marshman will be susceptible to the obviously eventually tapping in the end. And I think if Strickland picks him up early on and sort of leans towards the wrestling and gets him down early on I can see him getting the quick submission so this is a bit optimistic but I'm going to go for Sean Strickland versus by uh, first round submission first round submission okay. Mason you agreeing with him on this one I can't say I am I'm going for a Marshman win but it's, it's going to oh, be really for tough God's sake. it's going to be really tough um, but Marshman's had He's had his knockout wins and he's had his submission wins. I'm going for a Marshman second round submission. So fingers crossed that happens. Second. It's only because you messaged him on Instagram. Yeah, and he's a potential guest of the podcast. Oh. Does that mean what does that mean for the DJs out there listening? So it means we should we should take you with a grain of salt or we should back you? Back me. Because oh, what, what's the what's the record for uh, you know people that have been on the podcast? <laughs> yeah, I'm, come on. Yeah, I don't think it's that impressive. Our podcast. I, I think we've only had um, Joe Selecki. I think that's actually fought since, and he's actually won. I think I've spoken to Modestas recently, and he, oh, he lost yeah. his last fight. So one on one. One on one. Yeah. All right. So you're not quite the you're not a lock, but you're not the kiss of death either. So <laughs> Yeah. We will be this weekend though. Oh. Sean Strickland <laughs> is minus uh three fifty in that range right now. Uh three fifty three. Minus three fifty three. Down from minus two eighty four. Marshman is plus two thirty two. He's plus two eighty now. So I mean if you think Mason is right, you don't even have to pinpoint round and method. You just have to just bet Marshman and you're getting plus two eighty. Uh, James, you are looking at first round submission for Sean Strickland. The early stoppage gets you plus 160 in the first gets you plus 400. 
I like that an awful lot because I'm looking at these numbers. I don't really see how uh, Sean Strickland loses. I, I just don't see Jack Marshman winning this one at all. So I got to follow you and uh, jump on that first round submission. And I'm fading the Sports Sesh podcast right there. <laughs> all right. Next up. Uh, next up, I think it's Cole Williams versus Jason Wett. Do it. Uh, with, I'm, I'm leaning towards Williams on this one. I just think, again, where the fight goes, I think he just seems to be slightly more sharp in his approach, where it be striking. And he certainly has the, enough to sort of, if the fight does go to the floor, he has the ability to get it done there. But again, I predominantly see it between two strikers going face-to-face in this one. There's, there's potential for a surprise in this one, but I think because of Williams's, you know, skill set and his height and the reach, I just think he gets the job done wherever the fight goes. I don't think he has any problems in picking in uh, picking wit apart. And both men, they've got a lot of uh, wins under their belt. And you look at a guy like Jason Witt, predominantly he loves to go the distance. He's got a couple of nice first rounds, uh, a couple of submission wins under his belt. But again, he's a bit of a decision merchant. A lot of his fights do tend to go the full 15. Um, Williams, I think he will get the fight done earlier. I think he will just sort of unload in the first round because of that advantage in the height and the reach. I think he'll catch Whit early on, who's coming off of a loss to Takashi Sato by a first round ground and pound. So I think, again, I'm probably leaning towards Williams on this one. I'm going to go for a Oh, I don't know whether it be a second round or first. I'm gonna, you know, what? I'm gonna go for Williams our first round TKO. Williams first round TKO, got it. What about you, Mason? Well, as James says, a lot of Wits fights do go the full fifteen, and I've got a feeling this fight is going to be the same. Jason, he's got good, he's got good stand up and a good ground game, mm-hmm. but I've I've got a feeling he's gonna he's gonna have to grind it out for the decision win. So I'm going for Jason via decision decision got it in this is probably yeah it looks like it just from the betting lines one of the closest fights of the night if not the closest one uh cole williams is uh, catching plus 120 jason witt is catching minus 138 so pretty close you know especially for this card which seems to have a lot of lopsided lines uh man um mason for your decision on jason witt you're getting plus 150 Mm -hmm. Your first round uh, TKO James for Cole gets you plus 300 for the early stoppage and plus 700 for the round. Ooh, I like that, man. I hope you're right. This one is so close to call. This is so close to call. Mm. I, you know, this is another case where I may have to end up betting both of you guys because, goddamn, it's so close. But, man, it looks good. I like that plus 700. Let's do it. Let's get paid. <laughs> <laughs> I do have the ever so slight edge going to Jason Witt when I was looking at these stats, if my stats are, are doing anything. So take that with a grain of salt. Probably because of the experience though. He's got the more experience yeah. over Cole Williams. Yeah, yeah. And it was tough to find. Uh, these guys never, like, according to UFC stats, I'm looking at here, the Cole Williams, Jason Witt, I couldn't get any data on grappling either. Like, it's just <laughs> kind of blanked out. So I guess they don't grapple yeah. you know, much. So. <laughs> There you go. What is up next on the card? Uh, Justin uh, Jacoby versus Justin Leder. Yep, there you go. Uh, I, I want to say some some guys to speak to over at Rambling and Gamla. I feel like one of them from the Damage Plan podcast used to they either used to train with them or you know they're close mates with uh, 
Justin Ledat and with Ledat, he's not on the most of the impressive streaks right now. He, you know, he had a very great amateur record and early on he was very great in, in his professional career. Got a couple of nice wins under his belt and he's been in, around the game for a while, but ever since I think he moved down to light heavyweight and, you know, on his debut for Alexander Rakic, lost five decision, then fought Johnny Walker, lost five first rounds, you know, hook and spinning back fist. I think that was in within 15 seconds of the first round. And in his last fight, he lost to Alexa Kamer by a decision. So, again, he's on a three-fight losing streak. And going into this one, I just, I'm, I can't back him on this one. I think Jacoby certainly, again, I think he has too many weapons for Ledet, especially when considering with Ledet, I don't know, he's just got the ability to sort of get hit at times too much. Uh, I think with Jacoby, his, you know, shake kickboxing ability and his boxing, his striking ability, on the feet, he certainly has the ability to pick uh, Justin apart and wherever the fight goes, I think Dustin will be able to hold his own. Like I said, he likes to mix in his striking game with the, like I said, with the kickboxing, the boxing as well. So very nice, crisp, clinical striker. So I'm probably going to lean towards Jacoby uh, on this one just because of that the ability to to mix things up and certainly confuse Ledet at times but I don't think he'll get the finish although I think he'll get the comfortable decision victory so I'm going to go for Jacoby by decision Alright, what about you Mason? Well I, I agree I'm going Jacoby to win but as we've seen he's on the Contender Series he's got good, good stand up great kickboxing and I think that's going to be enough to get him in the win so I'm going for a Dustin via first round TKO First round TKO Indeed do it yeah i mean dustin is a massive favorite he opened up minus 298 and he's minus 361 now Whew. so yeah there's no value betting there so we got to look at elsewhere and james for your decision you're catching plus 200 that's pretty good uh mason you're just barely catching a plus line plus 105 if dustin can end the fight early in the first you're only catching plus 300 you're not getting paid that crazy for the round decisions because it looks like it looks like Dustin's probably going to win. <laughs> so you're not getting any crazy lines there. Um, yeah, shit. Dustin's going to win the fight. It's just a matter of you know you got to find the value, and I think we've you got you two, not we, you two have found it. So I got to follow you here. I, I just don't give Justin much of a chance in hell to you know come out of this on top. I agree. All right. Next, I think we've got two more, two next. more fights. Yeah. Yeah, we haven't done too well. We haven't done too bad to be no, fair. No, no, no. And the last fight's going to be a hell of a one. So, <laughs> no, there's something going on with uh, that. One. <laughs> well, I'd like to get your take before we um after well after we finish this fight. Sure. Just quickly, yeah. Uh, is this the Courtney Casey fight we're up next? We're talking about. Yes, Courtney Casey. Yeah. So, uh, Courtney Casey versus Priscilla Cachoeira. Oh, you, with, you look at Courtney Casey's record; it is abysmal. <laughs> like she's nine and eight, and with her, she's just certainly. It, it's a bit of a win. She's certainly fascinating in her career. Like she certainly overachieves a lot of the time, but then most of the time she certainly underachieves. There's just no in between with her. And it's a shame because she's got this potential there. And I don't know. I think she just finds, she hasn't got that, that good of a skill set, but she just finds success in that, which is so weird. Um, I don't know. I think with Casey, she don't, certainly has the tools to win on this one, but knowing her and, and throughout her career so far, she'll just probably end up making it more difficult on herself than necessary than it needs to be. Uh, with Priscilla, 
I think with Cachoeira, she she has a she holds a, a solid punch. She's you know, and that's pretty much it. I don't think she's got anything else. I think she might have the a clear edge at times on the ground. Maybe has the enough striking to cause Casey some problems. But again, she's pretty much a, a free swinging Brazilian. I think she'll do, do a lot of her work standing with Courtney Casey. I think she has the tool, like I said, the tools to win wherever the fight goes. But I don't think this is going to be the one outstanding fight of the night bonus award. We're going to see pretty much a, a 15 minute uh, borderline ball fest on this one. I'm going to go for a Casey by a decision. All right. What about you, Mason? Well, James pretty much covered everything I was going to say there. I've, I agree with him, Casey by a decision. I'm not too excited. Like you said, I think it's going to be borderline, borderline ball fest. So I'm going for a Courtney Casey by a decision. Nice. <laughs> All right. Courtney Casey is minus uh, 260 down from minus 236. So it looks like everybody's backing her. Courtney Casey to win via decision. Probably not catching much. Yeah, plus 110. Plus 110 there. So not a huge payout, but it's probably better than what, I mean, obviously it's better than what you get. Uh, There's no chance she's going to submit her. She's getting plus 250 for Courtney Casey to end the fight early period. It's a decision. It's going to go to the judges. I, I don't know. I, I feel like I, I should definitely back a little bit on Priscilla here. You don't know what judges really? are going to do. Well, plus 215? Sure. Plus 215? You sure. don't know what judges are going to do. I think it's a little bit closer of a fight than the, the money the money lines make it seem like. So I think you got to put a little money on Priscilla here. Mm. That's just me. Put a little money on Priscilla. Put, put more money on Courtney Casey to win by decision. And, uh, you know make a profit no matter what yeah go for it i mean you know it's your money oh you do what you want sir look i made long. so much Bro. money i'm gonna make so much money off Diego moises later uh plus, i'm gonna make plus two thousand dollars <laughs> oh dear uh, yeah sure <laughs> as long as it's not a draw you'll make some money <laughs> all right last fight this is the uh, kevin uh versus miles johns right miles johns versus kevin not dad yeah well I want to hear your take on it. You know, you've picked it up. Oh, yeah. This is the one I circled because this is the one that smells off. Miles John is uh, minus 156, and I have got him winning this fight pretty handily. I, I don't envision a scenario where Miles loses this game. I, I think you can bet him on him, him very confidently. The problem is he opened up minus 189, and he's gotten yeah. 33 cents better. So the money out there says that uh, you got to bet Kevin. And I'm not sure. Mm. I don't know what they're seeing because it looks to me like yeah, you back Miles John very confidently to win this fight. Mm. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going for Miles John's in this one. I think he started off his career unbeaten. He earned himself a spot in the UFC through the Contender Series in 2019, I believe. An impressive decision, unanimous decision victory over Richie Santiago. Won his UFC debut against Cole Smith in his last fight. He lost very unluckily to Mario Batista. Uh, Batista. It was very unfortunate that fight. It was just brutal the way it ended. It was like a flying knee to the ground, then a ground and pound in the second round. And with Johns, I think he's the better boxer and the better wrestler, which gives him the advantage wherever the fight goes on paper. And Kevin Navidad, he's a bit of a, he's got a, a, a lots of. Uh, some uh, finishes under his belt, but I think he's making his UFC debut. I think, yes. yeah, he's making his UFC debut. And well, like I said, wherever the fight goes, I think John's is just going to be comfortable doing damage in the striking exchanges. And ultimately, I think 
he will get the job done. I think he'll outpoint him. I don't think we'll see a finish in this one because you look at Miles Johns, a lot of his wins have come by decision. You know, he goes to full 15 a lot of the time. And if Johns mixes up his game plan very well, then I don't know if Nadal has the ability to sort of to cope with that and, you know, cope with the pressure. So I'm going to go for Johns because he's just got the more experience in the UFC and he's got the more experience to get into high-level competition. I think Johns is a former champion in the, in the LFA promotion. So I'm leaning towards the experience in this one. Johns was very unlucky in his last fight. Striking specialist, great wrestling background. It's, it's got all the ingredients for a Miles Johns win, but I'm going to go for a Johns for a decision. What about you, Mason? Well, I, I've gone a bit bit different. Oh, he's going to go for a bloody nut with that by first round KO. Uh, I, I've I've gone for Kevin, but not first. I've oh, gone for Kevin sake. by third round KO. I, I I don't know. I've got one of the feelings that he's going to pull it out of the bag. Yeah, That's like yeah. Oh man, this is like I said. This one's crazy because it looked to me like this is, should be a fairly one sided fight. But the money people are, you know, back in uh, back in Kevin, back in the underdog here. So it does make you wonder what's going on here. Um, James, your decision bet on Miles John gets plus 120. Mason, your early stoppage gets plus 275. In the third is plus 1600. I don't think you can throw it out that easy, James. I think you got you to gotta at least you know, put a little bit of money on Mason because... The way these money lines are moving, there's there may be something on. We may be looking at an upset here. I think he's just desperate to get some money this week, and he's just throwing predictions. Even he doesn't believe. <laughs> <sighs> looking good though, looking good. I would, you know, I would definitely. I I think Miles Johns wins the fight. I'm going to follow James on that one, and I think you got to back a little bit on Mason too. That plus two seventy five. Perspective, you'll probably sprinkle a bit on Kevin on this one. Just You've got to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Got to plus two seventy five, yeah, no doubt. All right, so that's the entire card. Pretty good, pretty good. What do you yeah, think of this card? Bad. I mean, we're coming off a, a major card. This one's okay, right? I mean, it's not. It's. I think it's the main event that kind of lets it down as yeah. such because it Anderson Silva. Uh, yeah, like we said before, don't think he should be fighting anymore, but. To be fair, the fight the fights may not be like the big names to attract, as you say, the casuals. But for us that like to watch MMA all together, it, it's got the ingredients to be a great f- night of fights. Pretty fun card. All right. So, James, you know what we always kind of wrap up here. You're still over at Sports yeah. Sesh? Yeah, the Sports Sesh podcast on Facebook. Um, on how'd the, how'd well, the uh, James, real quick, how'd the live broadcast go for you? Yeah, it wasn't actually. Which one? Um, the one without Mason. The, that, we were talking about there's, this on the show. There's two without Mason. Oh, I've done two in a row without Mason. Whoa. Mason's just kind of a part-time, part-time podcast host now. Uh, yeah, he's, he's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> Forever in my shadow. <laughs> there, there's no excuse for the second one. You know, always you told me, oh, I can't make it today. I, I didn't. I, there was no excuse. I was, I you know, with the Carl Prince one. I, I you know, I, ha- I held up my hand. I look. I was in a, an important lecture. I'll, I have to give this one a miss. With the two previously that you missed in a row, I had nothing. What's, uh, what's going on there, son? Nothing. No excuse. On, on for the one on Tuesday, you asked what time. Well, you said was I free in the you afternoon? You said you were free all week, apart from Monday. Depending on the times. You never said that. You said you were free all week, apart from Monday. 
Say look where you've started, Arch. There you go. Well, if you guys like this sort of thing, you can listen to the Sports Sesh podcast. The link is in the description, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah there, there you yeah, go. We're, we're still getting there. You're all, and, I think we've got an episode out today as well. There you go. And, of course, UFC Deluxe on Twitter. Absolutely. Still going strong. Mason, you're on Twitter as well. Indeed. Uh, MMA Mason. There you go. You can always come over to the app, too. I mean, they, they hang out. They talk yes. about some soccer or some football, stuff like that. Yes. Well, we're not Spanish. Let's say football. Football. God's <laughs> sake. That's like a plush way of... Um, that's probably the way the Queen says it. I don't... Uh, yeah. Nope. There you go. I but guess yeah, we're listening to the Sports Sesh podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm a yeah. talk, multitasking. There you go. There you go. The wheels are falling off, so we're going to call this one an end. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Grab the app, DGENs. Yeah, big up the DGENs app. Give us a five-star review, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> Talk to you later. There's that. Take care, mate. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owner-operators of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.